Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, y'all. Happy Monday. That's right. It's Monday evening. Once again, hopefully you had a great weekend. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. That was this weekend. Um, and uh, hopefully you, if you're a mom, that you got celebrated. Uh, and if you are a child, you celebrated mom. But welcome back to the show, y'all. Welcome back. It is a Monday, and hopefully you had a great Monday. Are you ready to unlock the power of your mind? Yeah? Are you ready to get to the unlimited possibilities that are in your brain? That's what I'm going to be talking about. How do we identify challenges? How do we let go of limiting beliefs that are holding us back from becoming the most confident person that we can be? and becoming our most confident selves. And I welcome you. If you're new to me, I'm Dr. Dwayne Wood. That's Wood with an E. The E stands for endocrinology here on the channel. I educate, I empower, and I encourage people to take charge of their health, take charge of their life, create the life they've always wanted, and go to the next level. So tonight we're talking about letting go. I tell the story, right? And that's, this is where this comes from, about going uh, white water rafting. And the, the, the key to this series that we've done is this idea of letting go. You know, I fell out of the, off of the raft and I was holding on to the perimeter rope that goes around the raft, which they told me to do, right? The video, that's what it said. Hey, hold on to the perimeter um, rope because that will help you and people as they, they can pull you into, they can pull you into the boat or in, onto the raft. And so I held on and held on and held on. And at some point, it became counterproductive to hold on to the rope. Because the rope was not doing for me what I needed to have done. But I did not let go because my belief was that holding on to the rope was going to take me to where I needed to be, needed to be. That it was going to be the thing that was going to help me get back on the raft. And so my limiting belief was that was the way to stay safe, to get back on the raft, to not stay in the water, to not drink water, to not go on the, I didn't even know about going under the boat, but my limiting belief kept me holding on to the rope. And so it wasn't until I gave up that belief, until I realized, hey, this is not working. <laughs> it's not doing for me what I needed done, that when I let go of it, that's when things started to happen, right? So what is a limiting belief? It is a thought or opinion that we believe to be absolute truth. So my absolute truth was that holding on to that rope was going to be the way that I was going to be saved, <laughs> right? It was what's getting me back on the boat. And so I was, I was not letting go, right? So uh, limiting beliefs are often unconscious, Right. So when I was when I fell into the water, I did not say to myself, hey, you know, I need to hold on to the rope because. Right. So automatically, instinctively, boom, I grabbed onto that rope because that was what was going to solve my issue. And so uh, this can be unconscious and limiting beliefs 
right? They are limiting because they hold us back from achieving our full potential. And what was my potential? What was I trying to do? Get back on the raft, right? That's what I wanted to do <laughs> to get back. I wanted to get out of the water, <laughs> right? So, so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get out of the water, get back in what I call what was my safety. But my limiting beliefs did not fall in line with that. And it wasn't until I shed the limiting beliefs that I was then able to proceed. Sometimes we're under the mistaken impression that because we've gotten rid of the limiting belief that our progress from letting go to success is a smooth process, that it is a smooth journey. And I'll tell you from experience, from letting go of that raft of the, of the rope, that once I let go, the currents took me, y'all. Yeah, I was, right? So I was down the rapids. So letting go may sometimes necessitate that we have probably not as smooth a ride as we thought we would. But it's not until we let go that we are able to get to success because as long as we stay where we are, as long as I held on to the rope, even though I was holding on to the rope and even though the process after letting go, the current took me, it was not until then that I began to make progress. I want you to hear that. It wasn't until that happened that I began to make progress and the success that I achieved by getting back onto a raft would not have happened if I had stayed where I was. So how do limiting beliefs negatively impact our life? How do they negatively impact our life? Well, as we talk, as I talked about, right. Um, in that case, it impacted me because I was stuck where I was. I was stuck in the water. But limiting beliefs can affect any areas of our lives. So careers, relationships, it can affect um, our self-image. It can affect our overall mental health. So all of our life is encompassed in our thoughts. Because remember, our thoughts dictate our behavior and our behavior ultimately dictate our, our, our results. Right. We talked about that. You know, we did a show about um, about the model. Right. So go back and watch that one. But it affects everything that we do. For example, if we believe we're not good enough, if we believe we're not good enough, then we avoid applying for that job because we're not good enough. Or we resist forming meaningful relationships because we're afraid of rejection because we're not good enough. Those beliefs prevent us from taking risks and they stifle our growth and progress. So those living, limiting beliefs have a significant impact on our entire life. And it's not until we get we let go of them that we begin to move and we begin to make progress. Because once again, like I said just a minute ago, it stifles our growth and progress. So where do we get limiting beliefs from? Where do they come from, y'all? 
Well, they can come from a lot of different places. Um, they can come from childhood. They can come from, you know, society. There are norms and expectations that we have. They can come from personal failures or from trauma. So limiting beliefs are found in lots of different places. For example, a child who's told that um, they're not good enough or they're criticized a lot when they're growing up. They grew up believing that they're not good enough. Someone who um, may have been adopted, right? So they were given up for adoption, may grow up to believe that they're not sufficient, that they're not wanted. And those are not things that necessarily someone teaches us, but we pick those up. We pick those up based on the experiences that we have. Right? So societal norms and expectations. So these are imposed on us because we are part of society. So there are societal uh, stereotypes about gender and age and socioeconomic status. And so those things, we grow up and we assume some of those unbeknownst to us. So there are certain ideas that we have about money that come from how we grew up and how our families interacted with money. And so our thoughts now, our behavior now, the things that we do as it relates to money has to do with some of our limiting beliefs. So there, there are these societal norms that are there that we don't, um, that we don't necessarily, that we weren't necessarily thought uh, or taught is what I'm trying to say. But we pick those up and they carry through our lives. And then, of course, there are our own, our own personal failures and or traumatic events. So when we experience failures, when we experience traumas, those things can begin to develop limiting beliefs. So a person who faces rejection or failure, they may develop the belief that um, they're destined to fail or they're unworthy of success and they should never try again. But understanding these origins give us uh, a leg up, if you will, so that we can now begin, uh, as we talk, go through this, this discussion, thinking and talking about, okay, what are we going to do now? <laughs> what are we going to do now? So if you're out there, if you're out there, do you, have you ever overcome a limiting belief? So yes or no. If you've ever overcome a living, limiting belief, yes or no. And uh, just, just, just getting to understand where they come from sometimes is a big deal in terms of how we go about dealing with those limiting beliefs. Okay. So we want to make sure that, uh, that we look at that, uh, where did they come from? How did we get them? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit here in a minute about how we use this information as we try to let go of limiting beliefs. So common limiting beliefs, what are some common limiting beliefs that are out there, right? They come in lots of different forms. This is not an exhaustive list, but these are the most common ones that we will see, right? Limiting beliefs having to do with self-doubt, having to do with self-doubt. And 
you know, th- this is, I can't do that. Or I don't deserve success. I don't deserve happiness. Right. So these beliefs can prevent people from uh, pursuing opportunities, right, to taking risks or believing in their own potential. Right. So there's that self-doubt. There's the there's the uh, I can't do it. And so I'm protecting myself. I'm staying within this little boundary. I'm not going to step out of this because this is where I got to be because I I'm not good enough, right? So self-doubt. And so everything becomes an issue in relationships, on the job, just in, you know, you, you, you're, you're in a situation where, um, I don't know, I mean, you, you walk out in the street, you go to the store, and someone confronts you about something, right? And you step back because there's self-doubt, there's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good enough. The other one is perfectionism. A lot of us deal with perfectionism. Belief that we have to, we have to uh, be perfect. That we can't make mistakes. That failure is unacceptable. So we go there. We go there. And uh, being uh, able to identify those so, so, so important. So perfectionism. And then the fixed mindset. Now, this is a big one. The fixed mindset says, I am only what I see, what I have, and what I know. The fixed mindset involves the belief that I'm not a math person. I am not a creator. I am not a writer. I'm not a singer. I can't change. I can't make more money. I can't expand. I can't learn. So, so this is different from the self-doubt. This is the mindset that, okay, this is, this, this is my reality, and this reality is all I have. And that is a very limiting mindset because if all you have is what you got, life is going to be difficult. Because if you're aspiring to more, if you're aspiring for wanting more, but your brain and all your beliefs are telling you that, okay, this is where you have to be. This is where you have to stay. Yeah. The other one is fear of judgment or fear of rejection. People won't like me if I show my true self. This is a big one. People won't like me if I show my true self. I need others approval to be happy. And if I don't have their approval, then I'm not worthy and I'm rejected. And then the scarcity mindset. So scarcity mindset is that there's not enough to go around. Life is a zero sum gain, right? Game. So so if they have then I can't have. If others succeed, I won't succeed. This is the mindset that says, "Hey, there is this amazing conference that I should go to." Because it's going to help me expand my mind. It's going to help me grow. It's going to help my business. But I don't have any money. There's this amazing opportunity for me to meet people. There's this amazing opportunity for me to um, network. But I don't have a suit. Silly examples. But 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 though that's where it is. And so all of these mindset, these examples of common limiting beliefs, these things will 
hinder. These will prevent us from being able to move forward into the success that we want and into the life that we are trying to build. Remember, in 2023, we are doing what? We are taking charge of our lives. We're no longer allowing things to happen. We are doing what we need to do, what we need to do. So what are some consequences of holding on to these limiting beliefs? And we've talked about some of them. So being stuck Holding on to limiting beliefs can prevent us from taking risks, from trying new things, from stepping out, from moving out of our comfort comfort zone. It hinders us in personal, professional, relational development, low self-esteem. So limiting beliefs often involve negative views of ourselves. So once again, I'm not good enough or I'm not capable. Decrease well-being. So if you are limited, if you're stuck, then you are anxious, you're depressed. All of those things can have, a, uh, have an issue with our mindset, with our mental ability. And then missed opportunities. Missed opportunities, as we said, because you don't take risks. Unfulfilled relationships. Once again, they're not going to accept me. I don't want to do that. So limiting, limiting beliefs. And then if we are not able to identify limiting beliefs, then we run into trouble. So how do we do that? How do we identify our limiting beliefs? Well, we've talked here on this channel about journaling. An amazing way to begin putting a face, putting a thought, putting words to our fears, our insecurities, our perceived limitations. This can help us identify negative thinking patterns and uncover beliefs that are holding us back. So journaling, beautiful. Mindset or mindfulness and meditation. Mindfulness and meditation. That is an amazing one. Um, because we can begin turning in, inward, right, to become more aware of our thoughts and our feelings. If we are not careful, right, we are so caught up in everything else that we don't spend the time to hear and to know what we believe, what we feel, what our personal, um, what our personal thoughts are. And then self-inquiry. So what does that mean? Self-inquiry. So asking ourselves the question, why do I believe that I can't do that? What experiences led me to this belief? Is that belief based on fact or is it a perception? And this question can help us dig deeper, right, into what is going on and why that relief came. And you will see here in just a minute as we go through the list of what are we going to do? What, okay, because we're talking about all this stuff, but how do we overcome that? How do we begin letting go? And then identify areas of dissatisfaction. So dissatisfaction. Look for areas in your life where you're unsatisfied or feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. These are probably areas where 
um, where you can find clues about limiting beliefs. Because if you want to go somewhere and you're not getting there and you feel unsatisfied with your progress, perhaps there's a limiting belief that's preventing you from taking the strides, taking the steps, changing the course of what you want to do. And that's a place to find, um, find limiting, limiting beliefs. So, uh, so identifying them. Okay. So areas of dissatisfaction, uh, is a great place, uh, to, to, to find limiting beliefs. And I see Florence said, yes, I think she's, uh, she's answering my question. Have you overcome any limiting beliefs before? <laughs> so recognizing, uh, patterns of beliefs or recognizing patterns of negative thinking is Another way of identifying limiting beliefs, right? So we, we talked about, uh, let's pop back over to that one. So journaling, mindfulness and medica- meditation, self-inquiry, identifying areas of dissatisfaction, all ways of doing that. But then also looking at our thought process, right? Where we find negative thinking, those are places where we can identify limiting beliefs. So this first one that you see there, thought monitoring. So thought monitoring is to begin looking at our thoughts. So it's, it's, it's along the lines of mindfulness and meditation, right? So start monitoring your thoughts, especially when you face challenging situations, when you face setbacks. If you notice repetitive negative thoughts, such as I'm a failure, I can't do this, I'm not good enough. Those might be limiting beliefs. And so it's a place for you to begin looking and say, okay, hey, I noticed this pattern for myself. I need to start dealing with that. Right? Emotional triggers. So pay attention to situations or, or comments that trigger strong negative emotions in you. So these emotions, these reactions can often indicate a limiting belief that has been touched by some situation, something somebody says and so forth. Um, Behavioral patterns, right? Reflect on your behavior action. Do you constantly avoid certain situations? Do you procrastinate on specific tasks? Why is that? And then do you engage in self-sabotaging behavior? You say you want one thing, but you do everything in the opposite direction. You want to be healthy, but you do things that sabotage your health. You want a better relationship, but you don't spend time. Right? So, so begin looking at those types of things. And those are things that we can see that are also places where we can have, where we can identify self Self-limiting beliefs. Once again, as I was holding on to the rope on that raft, my limiting belief was that as long as I held on, I was going to be okay. Yeah, not so much. (laughs) And as long as I held on, guess what? Yeah, it wasn't okay. And um, it wasn't until I let go that I was able to make progress. Right. And that's the important thing as we talk about limiting beliefs. It's not until we let go 
that we are able to make progress in all the things that we've uh, that we've talked about. All right. So limiting beliefs, challenging our limiting beliefs, challenging our limiting beliefs. So that's the first thing that we've got to do. Right. So we've got to challenge them. And what does that mean? Challenging means that um, we are taking the next step, if you will. We're taking the next step to ask some questions to figure out the validity of these beliefs. We're taking the next step. Now, in my case, on the raft, I didn't have a whole lot of time. (laughs) I did not have a whole lot of time, y'all. Right? Because I had to make a decision, boom, right then. Because if I didn't, there's going to be some other stuff happening. So I didn't have a lot of time. But challenging the limiting belief, is it true? Is it true that my success rests on me holding on to this rope? Now, I'll tell you, that process went through my head, even though I didn't have a lot of time. It's like, okay, I'm holding on to this rope. This raft is on top of me. There is no air under the raft where I am. I can't breathe. And there's water going into me from under the raft. So I can either stay here and hold on to this rope. Or I can let go and see what happens. Now, notice that when I let go, right, I didn't have a plan. All I knew was. I couldn't stay here. And sometimes it takes that difficulty. It takes that difficulty for us to realize that we've got to make a change. And in a lot of cases, we don't know. We don't know what the plan is going forward, but we know that we can't stay here. We can't breathe here. We can't expand here. We can't grow here. We feel stuck here. I don't know what it's like over there, but I do know what it's like here. And I know here is not the place for me. And so challenging, challenging those beliefs Uh, Very, very important. So let's go ahead and let's talk about what we're going to do. So asking these questions. So evidence-based questioning. Evidence-based questioning. And I'm going to say this, and you'll hear me say it again here in a couple minutes. We have to give our cheerleader, right? And I've talked about cheerleader before. The, the, The cheerleader is the part of us that is rah, rah, come on, Dwayne, let's do it. We can do this. Come on, Florence, you got this. That's the cheerleader. And then there's the naysayer. That's the person on the other side, the other part of our brain that says, no, 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 let's not do this. Let's stay safe. Let's not try it. And what we want to do as we're going through this process is we want to strengthen the cheerleader. We want to give the cheerleader evidence and support so that when the cheerleader comes up and is talking about the naysayer, talking to the naysayer, the cheerleader has evidence that says, hey, look at this. 
Okay, so I'll talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> Got ahead of myself. Okay, so evidence-based questioning. What does that mean? For each limiting belief. So we're going to sit down, let, right? And let's identify limiting beliefs that we have. And we just talked about how to identify them, right? So looking at our negative thoughts. And let me pop back over here. So, uh, so journaling, being mindful, meditation, self-inquiry. Right. Identify areas of dissatisfaction. Then looking through our thoughts. Right. Identifying thoughts, thought monitoring, emotional triggers, behavioral patterns, self-sabotaging behavior. So we've just talked about how we identify. So now we've come up with this list of beliefs. And we're going to challenge them. So we're going to go through and we're going to say each one. Right to each of these limiting beliefs, we're going to ask, what evidence do I have to support what I believe? Or what evidence contradicts this belief? Right? So what do I have to support it? What contradicts it? What have I seen? What have I done? What have I experienced? And we will find often that it is not based on any reality, but on our interpretation or our assumption about a situation. Remember, our, our perception of reality is really our perception of reality, right? Because there are things that happen, you know, there, there are thousands, thousands of signals that are coming at us at any one moment. And our brain, our minds can't, Take all of those. So what we do is we summarize it. And we summarize it in what our brain and our body thinks is the best way that keeps us safe. And so there are things that we believe that are really just our interpretation of a situation. It is our assumption, the assumptions that we've made that creates the belief. And now that belief is limiting us. And we've never gone back to look at the belief and say, hey, is that real? Is that true? Perspective shift. And this is, this is a pivot, right? This is changing our idea of how things are. So we try looking at it from a different situation. I mean, a simple one of, of this, a simple way of doing this is if your friend or someone you love had this idea, Right. If they had this thought process, if they had this belief, what would you say to them? And often we find that we would say to them, no, 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 that's not true. That's not right. So we would try to convince them of the opposite of what we believe. But because it's us, you're like, oh, yeah, that we will we'll accept that for, for, for us. Right. So how would you talk to a friend who holds or held the same idea, the same belief that you had. All right, that's the perspective shift. See it from a different perspective. Root cause analysis, right? So this is a big phrase, but all it means is ask yourself, why do you have this belief? Why do you hold this belief? Where did it come from? Right? Where is it? What is the origin of it? And sometimes understanding the origin can help you, help us, 
be more intentional about breaking down that belief? Right. Is there a specific incident that happened? Is there something that was going on? Right. That brought us to this belief, this specific belief. Was there an incident or a circumstance that brought to us what we see now as a universal truth? And then a rationality check, rationality check. Is this belief logical? Is it logical that you can't do anything right? <laughs> Is it logical, right, that you can't, whatever? Often it's based on an emotional response to something that's happened rather than a rational thought. So challenging those limiting beliefs. That's the first step. And then once we've challenged the limiting belief, and this is back to what I was talking about with the cheerleader, right? So we are gathering evidence now to contradict what the limiting belief says. So for example, we are, we are gathering success stories so that when our naysayer says, you can't do anything or you can't succeed, we can say, no, 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 wait a minute. Do you remember I did that thing or that report or I had a success there? What are the successes that you've had? Where have you excelled? In what areas have you done that? Because often we turn a blind eye when we're success, when we, when we succeed, and we only keep track of the negative. Whether it's a big or small thing, it is proof that your limiting beliefs are not always true. So you're giving your cheerleader, you're giving that coach, you're giving that guy or gal who's on your shoulder that is your cheerleader and, and the person who pumps you up, you're giving them evidence to support the idea that this limiting belief is not always true. And then feedback from other people. There are friends, colleagues, people in your circle. They provide valuable information. Who can help you? Because so, so they're the friend now that says to you, no, 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 that's not true about you. You are successful. You can do X, Y, or Z. Right? From other people. And then, this is a big one. New experiences. I'm going to come on the big screen for this one. New experiences. What does this mean? This means that there is a whole host of stuff that's happened to us in the past, y'all. And we may have been crazy. We may have been out of, out of control. We may have been not succeeding. We may not have been a focus. We may not have, whatever it was, it's behind us. And in order for us to strengthen our cheerleader, one of the ways to do that is to 
have new experiences. It's kind of like that couple that's had a traumatic experience in their relationship. You know, one of the things that they should do, have some new experiences, build new memories. Because when you do that, you are now supplying ammunition for your coach, for your cheerleader, for the support that you have. Your brain now says, no, nah, look at this thing that we just did. <laughs> New experiences. And challenge some of the things that you are, that, that are limiting, right? If you believe you can't public speak, guess what? Join a club that speaks in the public. Join like Toastmasters. Start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Do those things. New, new experiences. And then role models. Role models. Look for other people that have overcome similar limiting beliefs. Their stories can serve as powerful evidence that moving beyond these self-imposed barriers is possible. Yep, yep, yep. Got to do it. Got to do it. And so how do we uh, replace? How do we replace those limiting beliefs? By formulating empowered or empowering beliefs. See, I think. Right, formulating empowering beliefs. Create new positive beliefs for each limiting beliefs. Now, you've you you you've gone through your you've identified the limiting limiting beliefs. We've challenged them. Right, we've gotten evidence to the contrary, and so now we want to replace them. And we're not doing all of these at one time. So, guys, you know, as I, as I'm going through this, right. We're not saying go out and find a hundred limiting beliefs that you have and now working on a hundred of them, <laughs> right? I wouldn't recommend working on more than one or two at a time, but for each limiting belief you have, you're going to say, okay, I want to create a new positive belief, right? The contra to this, the other side, the other side of the coin to this. If you say I'm not if it's I'm not good enough, right? An empowering belief could be I am capable. I'm worthy. Just like I am. All right? First one. Number 2, affirmations. Affirmations are a wonderful way to regularly repeat new empowering beliefs to yourself. Either silent or out loud. An important thing about affirmations, and I think sometimes we, uh, we do these not in the correct way, right? And it's always good to say affirmations, but we are more susceptible to affirmations um, when our subconscious is taking those in. Because my conscious mind is strong. So it's fighting with everything it has to hold on to the limiting beliefs, right? That's, that's what we do. But the subconscious mind 
can take those things in more easily. So when, while you're sleeping, you know, play a tape, you know, record yourself saying, I am somebody, I am important. I am a content creator. That's me. (laughs) I am a great physician, right? Play those just like you're getting ready to fall asleep or when you're exercising or when you're meditating, when you're being mindful, right? So that your subconscious takes it in and the subconscious now is going to be full of that. And then that brings it now to the conscious, Does that make sense? Okay. Affirmations. Then number next, uh, visualization. Visualize yourself with your new belief. Imagine how you would think, how you would feel, how you would act. What does it feel like to be that person? What does it feel like to have that idea? What does it feel like now? And where I am, where am I? What do I look like? How do I behave? See yourself there. So this is not just some theoretical thing, right? Bring the, bring the visual to it because the visual part of it gives us strength to be able to overcome when that naysayer starts saying some stuff. Say, no, 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 look, look at what I see. <laughs> this is what I see. And then the last one in this group, y'all, act as if. Let me pull that up so you can see that. Act as if. What does that mean? Start behaving as if your new beliefs are already true. Start believing or start behaving as if your new beliefs are already true. Don't wait for it to happen. Now, you know, um, I can I can I can go back and Talk about all the things that I learned in church about, you know, in the Bible where, uh, you know, the, the, the people in the Bible had to start doing something before their victory came. Right. That's a whole nother conversation. But even here in our world, we see that we know that we hear that we've learned that. That if you begin behaving in a certain way. Right. And particularly as it comes to our thoughts, then we can change that. This helps to strengthen our beliefs and make them a part of our identity. So, 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 so. Did I say so many times? So important. This is Dr. Dwayne Wood. That's Wood with an E. The E stands for endocrinology. Here on the channel, I educate, I empower, and I encourage you to take charge of your health, take charge of your life. Go to the next level and create the life you've always wanted. In 2023, we're no longer allowing life to happen to us. We are taking charge. We're getting unstuck this year. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.